0: I'm so blessed to be able to give the word of God tonight and to be to continue our series of healthy relationships. How many of you seek to have healthy relationships? Amen. I know we all do. We seek this, you know, maybe maybe it be in our marriage, uh, with our children, with our friends, you know, maybe maybe our future spouse. You know, we want to have healthy relationships at your, at your workplace, uh, at school, wherever it may be, we seek to have healthy relationships, amen? Nobody wants to have, uh, no one wants to have quarreling in their life, right? Nobody, nobody wants to be going back and forth with someone, uh, arguing and debating. You know, we don't seek that. We seek peace, don't we? Amen? Don't we seek peace in relationships? Amen. How many of you love peace in relationships? Oh, I love it. I love it when everything, you know, when everyone's all happy and everyone's getting along. You know, I don't I don't really like the fighting. You know, there's you know, there's there's a time and a place, you know, to 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 maybe to have some discussion. But, you know, God help us, amen, to not lead into arguments, amen. How many, time, how many know that sometimes it happens? You know, it, it, it just takes place in our life. And, you know, sometimes, you know, things uh, 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 maybe, you know, just, just come at us, you know, at a time when we're not ready for it um, and and we don't know quite what to do. But how many know that God is going to give us the tools and the resources, amen, to build healthy relationships in our lives? Because this is what God wants. We know that our our relationships here on earth with one another is, uh, is a branch and it stems off of our relationship with God. And this is what God wants us to understand, that, that our relationship with Him is first and foremost. And if we are going to see any kind of produce in our relationships here on earth with one another, if we are to bear fruit, uh, then it is only going to be because of our relationship with God. And this is where it, it all, it, it, this, is, this is the foundation of building healthy relationships in our lives. And you need to let those know around you that do not know God how to build healthy relationships in their lives. that it only stems from a relationship with the Lord. And this is what God seeks for us to understand. Because God does want us to be successful, amen? How many believe that? He wants you to be successful in your relationships. He wants to see your relationships grow, amen? And to to mature, and to be strong, and to last. And it's only going to be done in God the Father. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, is our series verse. And Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning in verse 4. And he says, love suffers long and is kind. Some of us, when we read that first part, we're like, oh, man, you know what? <laughs> I'm done already. You know, love, love suffers long. I don't want to suffer. You know, who wants to suffer? He says, love suffers long in is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. I mean, oh, that's true. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. Love thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. And here is where we find our series sermons for this month. Number one, love bears all things. Number two, love believes all things. Number three, love hopes all things. And number four, love endures all things. So tonight, week number two, we'll be touching on love believes all things. Some of you may be asking, what, that? what does that mean? We're going to get into it. Obviously, it, it doesn't mean that you know, you're believing everything, you know, even if it is a lie, even, even if it's not the truth. You know, obviously, that's not the case. And that's not what Paul is talking about, neither. When Paul is talking about believing all things, Paul wants us to see individuals and in each other as God sees us. As God sees that person. You know, how many know that it's, you know, when, when, you, have, when you have someone who's just, you know, who seems intent on just giving you a hard time? Someone, someone who just wants to, you know, it just seems like wants to make life difficult for you. And how I many know it's tough to see them as God sees them? You know, it's tough to show God's love to someone who is treating you poorly. But God's word, you know the way God is because you know the way he treats us. And we are far from perfect, and God knows this, but yet God is so faithful with us. God is so patient with us. And let our relationship with God be a reflection of how we treat others. You know, constantly, when it comes to to God, what do you want me to do with this person? Do you want me to... Do you want me to take care of them right now, God? Because I will. I know how, I've done it before. God, you've given me the tools to do so. No, I don't believe that's what God wants you to do. I believe what God is telling you is God is saying, treat them how I treat you. See, and when you treat others the way God has treated you, you will never treat anyone poorly. If we all, if we all treated each other the way God treats us, can you imagine what this world would look like? Can you imagine? You would, you, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to walk through a door because you'd have people holding the door for you. Oh, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. No, no, you know, you go first. Come on. No, no, you're first. And you'd have people waiting at the door because they wouldn't go first. Because everybody wants to serve. See what I want for us as a church is for people to walk through these doors, first-time guest, walk through these doors, and when they leave our service or when they leave an event, you know, even if we're having an event outdoors, you know, even even if we're at an outreach, we're out in the streets, wherever it may be. Wherever we're at as a congregation, that when first-time guests meet us and then they and then they go their way, they leave with a better understanding of what Christian love actually looks like. That's what we should be seeking as a church. That when people walk through these doors, they will have a better understanding of what Christian love actually looks like of what God's love looks like, just by seeing your lives, just by, just by receiving the warm greetings from whomever's at that door, our greeters. That's such an awesome ministry to be able to be the first person that someone sees when they walk through these doors. also a big responsibility because it doesn't matter what kind of day you had amen you have to you have to Shrub that off, amen. You have to you have to shake it off and and, and say, you know what? Uh, you know, even though even though my day was tough, you know, I gotta I gotta to, to show God's love, amen, to those who walk through these doors because I don't know what they're going through. I know what I went through today, but I have no idea what they're going through. And so when they come through those doors, I gotta make sure that they feel loved, that they are encouraged, that they are happy to walk through these doors, amen. They are happy to be here on a Wednesday evening, amen amen, that they feel that they made the right choice by being here tonight. What an amazing responsibility that is. That's awesome. When was the last time, you know, outside of these doors, uh, uh, someone was actually happy just to see you? I'm sure everyone is, right? Right. Whenever whenever anyone meets you, you know, man, it was it was so good talking to you. I feel so much better. Man, you you always know what to say. You ever spoken to someone like that before? Man, I just I just feel like 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 I can do anything right now. I feel so encouraged after talking to you. That's God. That's God, amen speaking through them into your life. And that's how God seeks to use us and God seeks to, for us to show his love. The Bible says that we will be known as followers of Christ by our love. You see, love is something that we should give without expectation of want. How many know that it's impossible to steal something that someone was going to gift to you. Let me give you an example. If I were to, if I were to, to try to put uh, 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 some money in Pastor Jesse's pocket and, and he, he, he took that money, before I could actually put it in his pocket, he took it and he ran thinking he was stealing that money. Is he stealing that money? No. Why? Because I was going to give it to him anyways. He may have thought that he was stealing it, but what he doesn't understand is that it was his to begin with. You see, and this is what we need to understand when it comes to love. Is that God gives it so freely he says it's yours it's yours it's yours to take don't feel like don't feel like 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 you don't deserve it no it is yours i'm giving it to you i've given it to you freely and many times in our lives we 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 seek things in return when it comes to love well what's in it for me That's why when we love someone and that love is not reciprocated, we tend to feel like it was wasted, don't we? Man, I did this and this for him or her and they didn't even, they didn't even show me any love. They didn't even say thank you. Well, isn't that what you were to not expect back by loving someone? You see, because if you love someone, there should be no expectation of want. Remember that? So if you feel hurt because someone didn't reciprocate what you expected after giving something to them, or after giving them your time, or after giving them some encouragement, or after giving them some some financial support, and you didn't get what you expected, and you're hurt, well, you gotta question the love. See, we look at God's love, and God understood that he showed his love, but he also understood that there was gonna be people who were gonna reject it for their entire lives. God knew this. He knew that not everyone was going to receive what he gave and not everyone was going to come back and say, thank you. But he still did it. Why? Because that's love. That's God's love. Paul writes in Romans thirteen eight in the Amplified Version, it says, Owe nothing to anyone except to love and seek the best for one another. See, love is something that we owe to the people around us something we are called to give at every opportunity. So if you were to love someone and they take your love and only hurt you in return, has your love not done what it set out to do? yes it has it's done exactly that why because that's the love that that has drawn you to god it's the same love maybe maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't appreciated that first time but that person never forgets man this person did this for me and they're always doing this for me and they keep doing it they 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 still they still they're still loving me, and they still care for me. Why? Why, when I, when I keep rejecting them? Why, when I keep hurting them, why do they still do that? Why? Because that's a person who understands what it's like to be loved by God. That's why. And this is what the people of God put forth in their life because of how they have been loved. Tonight, we're going to focus on what Paul writes in verse 7, that love believes all things. What Paul is talking about is our attitude toward others. First question I want to ask tonight that we need to ask ourselves, is, do I see the best in others? Do you see the best in others? Do I see the best in others? Can you see the potential in others? You know, this is something that, that you know, I, I think about, you know, growing up and, you know, growing up in church or, or, you know, wherever you grew up, and individuals who invested in your life. And this is what I think about. Those key people that looked at me and, and actually thought, God can use this kid. This, this kid's got some potential. You know what? So because of that, I'm going to invest in him. I'm gonna take some time to make sure that, that he doesn't get lost, that he doesn't, that he doesn't you know, just, just go to the wayside, but that, that he receives direction. And I'm sure in each of our lives, we could think of individuals who made those investments in our lives. We could think of right now, key people, who spent time into your life. They've they've deposited God's word into your life. They, They forced you to read your Bible. They forced you to pray. All the way to a point to where actually you enjoyed praying. Now you enjoy reading the word. Because they saw something in you. Maybe that many others could not see. Or maybe refuse to see. And maybe even sometimes. Maybe in our, in our messed up life before Christ where no one can see anything good in our lives but all they knew is that with God all things are possible. So they saw your life and they saw that what everyone sees as impossible, even even, even that person that looked at you may think, wow, I don't know how this is gonna happen, but I know who my God is. And because I know who my God is, I'm gonna invest in this person. You see, and this is what God wants from us. To build healthy relationships, we need to start seeing the best in others. Guess how many know it's very easy to point out all the negatives? It's very easy to point out all of, our, all of each other's faults. We can be here all night pointing out each other's faults. It'll run us into the entire week pointing out each other's faults. I guarantee it. But is that what God wants us to do? I heard one no. Maybe the rest are kind of undec- Undecided. Oh, you know, they got to know. No, that's not what God wants. We know we're not perfect. We know this. But God says, I need you to stop focusing on the faults of people and start looking for the good. Start looking for the good in people and start bringing those things out in their life. I mean, you attract more bees with honey than with vinegar, right? How are you going to draw people to Christ when all you do is talk about them? Man, look at that person that walked in. They don't belong here. They should go to a different church. Man, that person just causes problems. Get them out of here. Well, how about you encourage them? How about, how about you take them under your wing and start to disciple that person? How about you start looking for, the, looking for the strengths in their life and start bringing those out? See, in life, we tend to think the best about ourselves and the worst about others, isn't that true? It's very true. See, but when we do this, we open the door to slander. We open the door to gossip and many other evils. And as usual, God's word seeks to turn our expectations upside down. And God's word says, I want you to to see the best in others and work on those things that are going wrong in your life. You see how God's word is totally different than, than our think that the thinking and, and behavior of the flesh? We're so quick to say, well, look at what they're doing, and God is saying, No, look at what you're doing. And this is who God is. Why? Because He wants to see us blessed. And He knows that by that by focusing on, on what everyone else is doing, it's gonna be very hard for us to be blessed. We're gonna be stressed, amen? But when, but when God says, but when you start focusing on the things that, that I wanna improve in your life, now we're going somewhere. Now we can start this work, amen? Now we can get some stuff done. And now you can be used by me, God says, as that special utensil. Paul writes in Philippians 4 8, he says, Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. You need to underline that one in your Bible. Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine good things in others. See, when we do this, something amazing takes place in our lives. And we start to see others the way God sees them. It's true. When you start to look at the good in people that everyone else can't see, God says, now you can see as I see. How many times have we prayed in our life? Uh, pr- prayed in our lives, God, help me to see things as you see them. Haven't we? i prayed that many times. God, help me to see things as you see them. Why? So that I could have clarity, so that I could have understanding, so that I, so that I could be helped in my decision making. And God says, or oh, start looking for the good. Start looking for the good because that's how I see, God says. He says, that's what I see when I see you. I see the good. I see the potential. I see what I can do in your life if you would just allow me. I see a a beautiful, marvelous creation. Made in my image, God says. There's nothing wrong with you. And God says if you would just see the best in others, instead of rejoicing when others fail, we should be hurting along with them. We need to turn from envy to empathy. Seeing the best in others, believing that people can change. Why? Because with God, all things are possible. Amen? Isn't that true? With God, all things are possible. You're, you and I are here today. Why? Because God changed our lives. That's exactly why we're here. And in the, and in the famous words of, of Rocky Balboa, if I can change and you can change, anyone can change, right? Isn't that so true? God has changed each and every one of our lives. We're miracles. He's not finished yet. See, certainly we must be aware of danger when we see it coming, and be like Jesus says in Matthew 10 16, uh, to be as wise as serpents. But sometimes we can be too guarded in our life. We can be too wary and too uh, distrustful in our lives. We begin to only focus on the faults of others. But Paul reminds us to fix our thoughts on what is good. Sometimes you need to search for it, right? But I promise you it's there. I promise you it's there. Because no one is all bad, but at the same time, nobody is perfect. So we're all somewhere in the middle. God says... Look for the best. The next question I want to ask tonight is, do I have trust issues? Do I have trust issues? And this is a question, once again, you need to ask yourself. As I have to do a self-evaluation in my life, am I looking for the best in other people? Me. Do I have trust issues in my life? And God wants to help us tonight. Psalm 33, verse 4. The writer says, For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. I'm are thankful that you can trust God. Hey, man, you can trust God. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, You can trust God for anything. See, has our our trust in the Lord been affected by hurtful experiences in your life? Letdowns, abuse, untruthfulness, failures, deceitfulness. Have these situations or experiences in your life, has it hurt or caused a lack of trust in your relationship with the Lord? Because sometimes it does. Sometimes the things that you have went through in life directly affects your relationship with God, and you begin, to, you begin to think that God is just like everyone else. Everyone else has let me down. Everyone else has hurt me and deserted me. What makes God any different? How can I trust him? Maybe we're... Maybe we've grown very accustomed to be quick to expect others to fail us. Why? Because we've been failed, we've been been let down so many times. So now we just expect it. We say, oh, you know what? It's just inevitable. It's just a matter of time before this person lets me down as well. Sometimes we anticipate being offended. Or even let down and, and many times we we even prepare in advance for what's going to happen don't we we even we even have a you know have it all played out in our mind of, of how it's gonna go down and what you're gonna say when this person does this or says this and you already have it all figured out you already know what you're gonna say and what you're gonna do why? Because, you, your, because of your experiences have caused you to have an altered view. And it's caused you to think that everyone is like this. And I understand that there's people in our lives that we just can't trust because of what has been done or continues to happen in your life. I understand that. I get it. There's individuals who, sadly, you just can't trust anymore because they've broken that trust. Why? Because trust is earned. The Bible even says that we can't trust even ourselves. Jeremiah 17:9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? He says you can't even trust your own heart. So yes, there are some that we cannot trust due to circumstances, but I know that God does not want us to get to a place where we trust no one. Why? Because without trust, True relationship is impossible. So if you trust no one, then you can never have or experience a healthy relationship in your life. It's key. You know, I've heard, I've heard people comment, you know, you know outside, of, outside of church. You know, people comment, well, you know, I don't trust anyone. Well, that's a horrible way to live. That's a horrible way to live. I get it that you've been hurt. I get it that people have let you down, but you can't just say, I don't trust anyone. Is that the way God wants his children to live? No, not by any means. Yes, we are to be on guard, but at the same time, God wants to to build trust in our relationships. And he can do this. God can bring restoration, can't he? How many of you have experienced God's restoration in relationships? Oh, man. Yes, he can do it. David writes in Psalm 118, verse 8. He says... It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. <laughs> David understood this too. Why? Because people are going to hurt you. But I believe that God seeks to heal the hurts in your life. I believe that with God, all things are possible. Amen? God can heal anyone and anything. You see, instead of becoming bitter or regarding all people as untrustworthy and not worth his time, David learned and he taught a simple truth that sinful people will fail us, but the Lord, our God, we can always trust in Him. You can trust in Him. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you've been through. You can trust in the Lord. He's not going to let you down. And David understood this as well. And it's because that we know that God will never fail us, that now we can trust others. Why? Because our ultimate security is in him. God isn't going to let anything happen to you. God's taking care of you. Do you believe that? Do you take care of your own children? Or do you let them just get, you know, beat up by everyone? Right? Is it hitting home for you? Do you let your, you know, do you you let your loved ones just get trampled by everyone, and let everyone you know, just talk poorly about them. No, why? Because you love them, you're not gonna let anyone hurt the ones you love. Well, God loves you, he created you. He created you, so why do you think that God is gonna let anything bad take place in your life? And yes, things happen that we may perceive as bad, but you know what? God is still in control. God is still in control. You have to understand that. He's still taking care of you And he says, and he says, "You know what, even if man takes your life, he can't take your soul. It doesn't matter. He says, "I'm taking care of you. If you're in the, if you're in the lion's den, he says, "I'm with you, I'm going to shut the mouth of the lions. if you're in the fire, I'm going to be with you." You won't get burned. But you're thinking, well, God, why am I in the fire in the first place? And he says, so that you can see that I am with you wherever you go. See, because if, if you only experience good times in your life, then why would you see any need for God? Why would anyone, why would anyone cry out to him and say, God, help me? See, it's in those times of the valley lows that we experience in our lives that we cry out to Him. It's in those times of need that we ask for His help. So I ask this question, what time would you rather be in in your life? A time, this is a deep question here, a time of good or a time of bad? That's a deep question there. We must always, always give God thanks in good or bad situations as he's faithful. See, God wired us with the capacity and desire to trust in something greater than ourselves. It's the way he made us. Why? Because he wanted us to have a relationship with him. If you don't trust God, then you'll just create something else to trust. Maybe it's a diploma on your wall. Maybe it's in the money in your bank. Maybe it's in your spouse. Maybe in your career. You're going to put your trust in something if, you, if your trust isn't in the Lord. And so he created us to be this way, to trust something that is greater than ourselves. David writes in Psalm 20, verse 7, some trust in chariots and some in horses. You know that's old stuff, right? Because I don't see anyone trusting in chariots and horses nowadays. He says, but we are, he says, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God that's awesome and you can make that for today for you well you know what yeah some some trust in careers and some trust in 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 getting rich but I trust in the Lord I trust in the Lord And as Psalm 33, 4 says, once again, as the worship team comes forward, Psalm 33, 4 says, For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. See, God wants us to have healthy relationships. This is what we're talking about this entire month, building healthy relationships. If that's what you seek, then this is the right place this is where god wants you to be if you need if you need help in your relationships in your life and we all do then this is for you this is exactly for you god wants us to see the best in each other and we need to understand that healthy relationships consist of trusting one another yes there's things that may have been done that may be hurtful but ask God ask God to help you to forgive and to start building that trust once again in that relationship because that's going to make it healthy. Nobody wants to be in constant quarreling. No one. That's not any way to live. God wants us to experience success in our relationships. Peace, unity. His love a love that doesn't expect anything back. So even even when you show love and that person doesn't reciprocate, your love did exactly what it was supposed to do as it was given. Love is given without ever wanting back. And as we love each other like that, now you're loving like God. Now you're, now you're loving like God has loved you. Yes, that's tough at times, but God is going to give you the strength to do it. He's going he's to be there for you. He's going to help you. He's going he's to help you to see the best in others. He's going to help you to look past those faults and look and look for those gems in their life. And to be able to pull them out and say, oh man, I love this about you. God wants to use your life. God has given you these talents and these giftings and these abilities, and he's gonna use them. These things that others could not see in your life, God has allowed me to see in your life. We invest and we invest and we build healthy relationships, church, as every head is bowed, every eye closed.